0: Welcome to the Healthy Moms Podcast with Katie from wellnessmama.com. Today, Katie again joins Katie Kimball, the founder of kitchenstewardship.com and creator of the Kids Cook Real Food course. Katie Kimball is a teacher and mom of four kids who not only eat their vegetables, but even help cook them. She is the creator of the popular Kids Cook Real Food course that teaches children of all ages skills for helping in the kitchen. In the show notes of this episode, you can find out more about Katie's course, Kids Cook Real Food, and get access to her no-cost three-video series that includes many lessons for teaching your kids how to help in the kitchen. Let's join them in this episode as Katie Kimball shares her awesome strategies for helping kids learn to cook and eat real food. Katie, welcome back. Thanks for being here.
1: Hey, Katie, thanks so much. It's good to talk to you again. You too. So in the past two episodes, we've talked about taking baby steps to eating real food and some of your best tips for implementing things. Um, slowly but seeing a change from them, and also real food shopping tips and tricks, especially on a budget. And this is the episode I've been so excitedly waiting for because I think it's something that you are really, really good at, which is teaching kids to cook real food. In fact, when we've gotten to spend time in real life, I've seen you baby wearing your your youngest and teaching a whole group of kids how to do something in the kitchen at the same time completely patiently. So I feel like you're a great role model on this topic, and I can't wait to dive in. That's good that I looked patient. I don't know if that's (laughs) always true, but I'm glad it came across that way. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, you have a course that helps teach kids to cook real food. And I would love if you would just talk about why you created it um, and why do you feel it's so important for kids to learn how to cook?
2: Yeah, the Kids Cook Real Food e-course grew out of necessity in my own life. And my my oldest son was uh, doing a how-to speech for his fourth grade. It was kind of an end of year thing that they were doing in fourth grade. And I nudged him a little bit, kind of planted the seed in his mind that maybe he could do something with food. Um, and I mentioned, you know, you, you love making guacamole and you're very good at it and you can do it yourself. That that would be kind of cool. So, you know, I, I didn't pressure him too hard, but, but I planted that seed. And so he decided that's what he would do. And I got the chance to At the very first part about cutting the avocado and whacking out the pit, I had always done. And so I decided, you know, we had to teach him that part for the how-to speech. And as I was watching him practice, you know, I was having my nice mom moment. And this is so nice. And I love that he's doing this food thing because I'm the food lady. And he, gosh, he's been doing guacamole for so long. Because he had been able to make guacamole other than the chef's knife part since about first grade. And then I had a bad moment where it kind of hit me that I hadn't actually taught him anything else in the kitchen since he was really good at guacamole in first grade. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what have I like, what have I been doing? (laughs) What am I missing? Like, I just, I kind of let life get away from me as far as, you know, there were more kids coming and it was harder to get just one child in the kitchen by themselves to teach a new skill. Like when he, you know, when he was little, he was the only one. And so he did everything with me. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not practicing what I preach. Like I am not. These kids are going to grow up and they're going to know how to eat a vegetable, but they're not going to know how to cut it, therefore fail. They're, because as an adult, they're not going to be able to cut the veggies and they won't eat them. Oh, my gosh, what am I doing? And so I decided I needed a huge overhaul and I just had to, I had to kind of go all in. There was no baby stepping about this one because clearly my baby steps were not working. I hadn't done anything in three years. Um, so I decided to, to go all out and do like a whole curriculum where I would teach all three of my oldest kids, uh, all the basic kind of cooking skills that I felt were appropriate for their age group, which at the time was four, seven and 10. And, um, I knew that I would do it if I had some accountability. So I set up accountability in two ways. One was that we invited a friend for each of the kids to work with. So we ended up with six kids at once in my kitchen. A um, little bit of stress there, <laughs> but I I've, I worked through it, and and I just I mean I just had to say every day like this is this is your job like you have to do this well, and if you're cranky they're going to hate it and they're not going to come back. So I really worked hard on my attitude being positive, but but that created accountability because if the other kids are coming over and it's in the other parents' calendars for cooking class, like I'm stuck. I have to do it whether I feel like it that day or not. And then the other accountability was I thought, well, I'm, you know, if I share this with my audience in some way, that will like pressure me to do it period and do it well. Um, and it grew from being what I thought would be a little project, like recording myself in my kitchen, teaching these classes to a massive, massive undertaking with a professional film crew and working in someone else's gorgeous kitchen, way bigger and more beautiful than mine, which was fantastic. The the set looks awesome. Um, and having all these kids, you know, learning this and, you know, so it's literally, it's a whole curriculum with eight weeks times three age levels. So 24 lessons and some of the lessons have a couple skills. So it's ends up being about 30 skills taught um, and quite a number of recipes to go with them. So again, it started like, I need this. And so in order for me to do it well, I'm going to share it with others. um, And then it blossomed into this massive, massive, huge project. But we're really, I mean, we're really proud of it. And the, the fun thing is watching the members go through it and, and the kids, I mean, parents are telling me stories about kids trying foods they've never tried before because they get the positive peer pressure of seeing my kids and our neighbors on screen eating it. And, you know, the same age children like that makes such an impact on our members and, um, we just heard a story the other day about a little three year old who did the spreading lesson. Spreading with a butter knife is a great skill for age two to five. And she makes her own peanut butter sandwiches every day now and she won't let anyone else do it. And the mom was just like, This is so cool. Like, not only am I impressed that she can do this at her age, but I love it because I'm kind of getting a break because she's insisting on doing it herself and it's actually helpful as opposed to, you know, some other things that kids insist on doing themselves. And it's always not always that helpful. Um, so it's been really awesome. And I, one of the, one of the girls, my daughter's friend who did the filming with us told her mom, I'm, I'm looking forward to summer cause we'll do cooking classes again. I know I was so touched and her mom was like, Oh honey, I, I think you already did that. I don't think you're having more. I'm like, Oh, we have to do some more. Like, so we'll do, we won't do it every week this summer, but we're totally going to do some more cooking classes and kind of use their skills, polish them up, expand them. And that we invite the friends again because then I'll actually do it. Um, so it's, it's been awesome in a lot of ways for me to have my kids learn to cook um, and kind of practice what I preach. I know that it's so important for them to have this life skill because you, if you don't know how to buy the right food, prepare the right food, and cook the right food, the chances of you eating healthy foods as an adult are so low. So I just feel like I'm setting them up for success in life skills in general. Um, and then, you know, currently interacting with food definitely helps them to widen their palate and eat. a a wider variety of things. My, my kids were pretty good at eating vegetables before. Um, but, but still working with food just makes such a difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like as a mom, that's one of those things that's sometimes really hard to prioritize because we can do it so much faster ourselves. And when it comes to cooking, it's, It's just an easier process if you don't involve the kids when they're learning. But then, like you said, once you have older ones, they can actually do a lot of it. And then it becomes really, really helpful. And the part that I loved is because you've now made this course, I feel like it's the best of both worlds. My kids are learning, but I'm not having to like figure out these lessons and plan it and learn how to do it and how to teach it correctly. Um, and they love it cause they're like in their mind they're watching TV because they don't watch right. TV very much. And they love it cause especially cause they know you guys, um, they think it's the coolest thing in the world, but they really are wonderful lessons and they're not too, too long. So the kids, their attention span is great. They, they watch the whole time and then they have this new skill. That they actually know how to do correctly. So it's actually helpful for me and I can delegate that part of meal preparation now. So that's been incredible. Um and I think we often kind of underestimate our kids and I I read articles and studies about how In Western cultures, we tend to protect our kids from everything, even if it's not necessarily dangerous. Um, Maybe we just perceive it as dangerous. And I think kitchen knives are one of those things that we think, oh, they could cut their finger off or they could get hurt. So we don't really let them have that experience. But there's a lot of research on the psychological side of that and that of using tools, especially sharp tools, actually develops a part of their brain. Um, So why do you think things like knife skills are not only safe if they're done correctly, but are important for children to learn? I love that you found that research.
2: I just have to say, like, it just makes my heart so happy because it's, it is, it is intuitive to let our kids do things that adults do because they have to learn at some point. Um, But in our culture, it's become counterintuitive to let them do it authentically. You know, like we want them to play with the wooden knife and the wooden food that Velcro's together. And learn to cut in that way. But I can totally see how it would form their brain because I, I feel like um, we do live in this culture where we tell children good job and give them a ribbon for everything. And building authentic self-esteem is very difficult in that kind of culture. So that's one thing is that using something that an adult would use and doing an actual adult skill, like cutting, whether it's a butter knife for my four-year-old or then a paring knife for my seven-year-old and a chef's knife for my 10-year-old, at all three ages, they can tell that they're doing something real. And they've made something that they can eat, that they can serve to others. And because it's real it's very easy to authentically build them up and build their self-esteem without just saying, oh, I love your picture. Good coloring. You know, I just feel like we we do too much lip service with with self-esteem and we never really give them chances to deserve or earn self-esteem. And so that's one thing that I love seeing. When they can really do something that's real, that they can see and eat themselves, feed other people they can totally tell that they're, they're doing something that matters. And so it becomes very easy as parents to say, you did a really good job and have it authentically have meaning as opposed to, oh, nice job, I love your coloring, way to go. Which, you know, even kids can feel that eventually falls flat. And I feel like the confidence that kids can gain working with real tools and sharp tools and things that they know are dangerous can probably extrapolate into the rest of life as well where they will be hopefully more likely to take um, positive risks, risks that will have rewards as far as being successful in business or being successful in school academics um, and just having, having that real authentic confidence. And of course the other reason that we have to teach our kids to use knives is vegetables. (laughs) If you think about, when I think about the like percentage of time I spend doing various tasks in the kitchen, a huge massive percentage is me standing at the cutting board with the knife. You know, I'm cutting vegetables for eating raw. I'm cutting vegetables for putting in my soups and my casseroles. I'm cutting vegetables for a, some sort of side side veggie. Um, I'm cutting fruit because there's, I mean, there's just no way, unless you have a huge budget and you can pay for someone else to cut it up for you in the store, and then there's always the question of how fresh is it and how many nutrients has it lost since it's been cut. You know, cutting your own vegetables is really the only way to eat fresh, real food. And so you have to know how to use a knife because then, you know, if you know how to use a knife, not only will you be safer, but you'll feel more confident and be able to tackle that. Whereas I hear from adults all the time, if they don't feel comfortable or confident using a knife, they don't like it. Therefore, they're much less likely to buy that whole vegetable because they're like, oh, I don't want to cut that up. I don't want to figure that out. Um, So I'm excited to be able to teach kids really young, not to be afraid of sharp knives and to have to have the skills to do it safely. Um, it definitely pushes parents out of their comfort zone, which I love as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like especially when you're, like you said, doing age-appropriate knife skills, even with the really little ones, that you're building those um, foundations for cooking so well because they're using that from such a young age that when they switch to the paring knife and then the chef's knife, it doesn't seem dangerous or scary at all. Cause they've been doing the exact same thing since they were two. They're just, they've been doing it with a butter knife or they've right. been, they've been already developing that skill. And I think it also really, it capitalizes on that desire that kids have, especially in that two to five range to help out in the kitchen. Um, and I, like I said, it's one of those things that I have trouble, like I have to make a conscious effort with my kids to let them do that because I love cooking. And also it's just faster sometimes to cook myself, but I do know from experience, the times that I've let them, for instance, unload the dishwasher when they're three and they're probably more likely to actually break a dish than help. Yep. Um, it helps teach that skill so that now, when like my oldest is almost 10, he can completely unload the dishwasher by himself, load it, he can cook meals. Those things really do pay off as they get older.
2: They do. It's a huge delayed gratification, which, you know, it's something Americans are not always that good at. But it's an incredibly important skill. So just because I don't I don't like inviting them into the kitchen either. I'm way faster (laughs) and I'm way quieter. You know, that's kind of that can be my quiet alone time. Um, So I do I'm having to have to force myself to do it because I know it's worth it.
1: I know it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing. So I'm going to step on a soapbox here for a minute. It drives me absolutely crazy is in restaurants and even stores, there's specialized kids menus and quote unquote kids foods that are not actually really food at all. They're complete junk. And they're usually things like just chicken nuggets and pizza and mac and cheese. And those are the only options that they give kids to eat. And certainly I'm not saying there's not a place for these things as having healthy versions or homemade versions at times, but it drives me nuts that those are the only things that are really offered to kids in most restaurants. And I think, Our kids can absolutely do better. And my mom is French, for instance. And so knowing her background and her culture, even in French restaurants in the U.S., those are not the things that are on kids' menus. Kids get just smaller portions of adult meals or, um, you know, like roasted chicken or soups or all these different amazingly flavorful foods. But then around here, we give our kids chicken nuggets and pizza. It drives me nuts. Um, So what are some of the biggest changes that you notice from having your kids help prepare real food? You mentioned a little bit about they are more likely to try it, but what other benefits have you seen in that area?
2: Yeah, I can talk about that, but make room on your soapbox because that drives me crazy as well. And I'm always, I'm always really shocked and pleased when i see something other than chicken nuggets mac and cheese and pizza and hamburgers on a kids menu i'm like oh this restaurant is like worth its chops here they've got some actual food um yeah it, it it's a self self-fulfilling cycle that we assume kids will only eat this stuff so we only feed them this stuff and therefore everyone thinks that this is kid food and that's what we serve kid like it's just never going to end unless we jump in the middle and say kids kids can do better absolutely um And, and so benefits of helping kids prepare the food is first of all, obviously they're, they're smelling the spices and the herbs. And uh, one of the lessons in the course is actually to just pull down all your spices and kind of categorize them and your herbs and have the kids do a smell fest. (laughs) We just, we just sniff them all and they decide if they smell pleasant or unpleasant to them. I don't, I don't let kids get away with saying, I don't like this, or this is yucky. We just call it pleasant or unpleasant. And if they don't really like something, they're allowed to say, it's not my favorite. And I think that's a really important tool for parents to have in their toolbox. Uh, it also helps with hospitality. If you're visiting other people, you can at least be pretty assured that your kids aren't going to go, ew, gross or yucky about about their food. So it's a really good habit to start right from age two when they can talk. Um, so so definitely, again, learning learning about different spices and and the kind of so many layers of flavor that we can create is super important. And it's it's not going to happen as effectively unless the kids are actually working with the food and touching and smelling and trying things. Hey, I'm doing some veggies. Who wants to choose an herb to put on there? Let's get them out and smell them. Um, That's really, it's fun for the kids. It gives them agency. So anytime you're giving a child a choice, they're more invested in the whole process And the choice of you know here's three herbs that will all taste great on this broccoli that I'm sautéing, you choose it. They feel important. They feel valued. You know their opinion is validated, and you bet they're more likely to try that. Um, I think I think as far as uh, other benefits that I've noticed or changes from getting the kids in the kitchen is at least at the older levels they understand how much work it takes, and that's been that's been an interesting and unexpected. Result um, that I see that my kids will waste food. They're very aware of wasting food. Like no, oh, you have two bites left. Don't throw that away. <laughs> That's that took way too much work. And so, I mean, as moms, we tend to feel underappreciated quite often. So it's very nice to have my two oldest kids more aware of the amount of work that I do for them. Not that not that it's all about me, but like I said, it also. It also creates a sense of preservation and, and not wasting and not throwing things away. Um, so I like that. That was a really unexpected benefit of getting them getting them in the kitchen. That they just really realize, oh my goodness, this is this is work. It's worth it, but it's work. Um, and then we eat. I mean, we eat a ton more vegetables when they're all helping because there's more hands on deck to cut them too. Uh, and lastly, I think just taking pride. In their own work, it's it's so nice to be able to see them um, proud of something again, something that's authentic, that's a little bit more than just coloring well or cutting something out. And I try to really spotlight my kids when we have company or when we're taking a dish to pass, and I make sure that it's something that they can participate in. And then I also make sure that I tell the the people who are eating it which child did which part, and the oh, the look on their face—they just beam, and it's wonderful to be able to give them that public pat on the back and, you know, to show how responsible and mature they are and the skills that they have. So that's really cool. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Paul had to make dinner. It was his night. It was his night to make dinner. And I got him started after lunch must've been a day off school or something because my husband and I were, were going somewhere that evening and the grandparents were going to be over. So he had to finish everything up and serve the meal without me being even in the house. And when I asked him how it went the next day, he kind of, he had a, like a funny grin. It was a mixture between like sheepishness and pride and shock and awe. And he just said, you know, I was in charge of everything. It was like, it was like I did the whole dinner, mom. Nice. (laughs) And I was, he's like, I was, I was kind of nervous, but it all worked out. It was kind of neat. And it just, I mean, you could see him grow an inch taller. By how he felt about like having that much responsibility, oh, my heart just melted. It was beautiful.
1: Oh, I love that. And people listening may be thinking that you're just talking about older kids when you talk about kids helping in the kitchen, but you actually have great ways to let kids of all ages help, which I found when we were working through your course. And it was wonderful because when I let the big kids help, the little kids all want to do something. And so you found ways to incorporate kids really of all ages. So can you share some of the age-appropriate skills that you teach to different kids at different ages?
2: I would love to. And I'm so glad you mentioned the little kids because um, as much as I like seeing what the big kids can do, the little kid lessons are my favorite. Oh, they're my favorite to teach because they're just so excited and they're so much fun and there's so much less risk as far as both for the food and for the fingers, right? Like when you're working with chef knives, you know, I'm a little nervous and I want them to be super safe. So there's that whole atmosphere of like, you know, this is a dangerous thing. Um, And when you're cooking, like, there's There's potential for error, and if you mess it up, you hate you hate to mess up your food and have the kid feel bad about it and have to throw away food. So I think there's you know, there's just a lot more risk with the big kids with the little kids. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, we're cutting bananas uh, if it's an inch long versus a regular looking slice. Who cares? It's still a banana <laughs> or you know, we're peeling something like there's just so much less risk, so they have so much fun. And this is where I think this is where my teaching background really comes in is that I knew I knew what would be age appropriate. And um, a lot of the age two to five stuff are skills that can extrapolate onto the preschool skills that they need, like small motor control and bilateral hand, any, anything you do with two hands at once, the two hands are doing different things. That's like an actual physical skill that you need to build in preschool age. Um, so to finally answer your question, at the, at the preschool age, age two to five, we focus on things like carefully carrying a plate flat. Uh, again, that's something that they can, it gives them a skill that they can use every single day, carrying their plate to the table, carrying it back to the dishwasher. And then you can build that responsibility of doing a chore once they, you know, because they know how to do it well, because you've taught them. So we carry things carefully. We cut with butter knives, all sorts of soft stuff like bananas and melon that has the rind already taken off. Uh, We do spreading with a knife uh, and teaching them, you know, not to dip the entire knife into the peanut butter or butter or whatever, like what part of the knife to use, how to hold it, um, how to make sure that it's evenly spread across your food. And again, that's something like I talked about the peanut butter sandwich. It's a a skill that start to finish, they can actually make something like a peanut butter sandwich or buttering their toast or making uh, ants on a log or, you know, spreading frosting on a cookie for a treat or whatever it may be. It's something they can actually do. um I also do peeling at that age, which does add a little bit of an element of danger, but we have some fun ways of keeping keeping the fingers out of the way in a in a way that's a little bit lighthearted and fun and silly um i try to I try to inject humor a lot into my teaching to make sure that the kids are engaged and that the parents have this funny humorous way to redirect them and keep them safe rather than being like, "Oh, don't do that, don't touch that, don't do that you know we do a lot of don't do's all day." And so I, I tried to give a lot of fun phrases that parents can use. Um, also, at the, the little kid level, we practice pouring, careful pouring with little pitchers, like a creamer pitcher is perfect. So you don't have to go out and buy things. Like just a creamer pitcher is great. And you can teach kids to pour all sorts of stuff, maple syrup on pancakes or cereal or milk on their cereal, or they can pour their own juice into a cup. Um, and again, that's that kind of a, a great... Uh, skill at that age because they have to have self-control to stop and not overfill whatever they're pouring into. So it's, it's another skill that goes into their preschool world and the things that they're supposed to be learning. Um, and then we do stuff at that age like sorting beans and rinsing them off and, um, and measuring. Measuring is a big one. It, I know a lot of parents bake with their kids starting at a very early age, which is so awesome, but it's really hard to know how much they can do you know, we talked a little bit about raising expectations. And one thing I notice with parents is that we, we bake with our kids. We let them maybe scoop the, the spice or the salt and, and dump it in, or maybe we don't let them scoop it because we notice that they can never get it flat, right? It's always like a mismeasured portion. So we scoop it, we measure it and we just let them pour it in and they feel involved. And then we keep doing that. We keep doing that. And, and at age six and seven and eight, you know, suddenly we might step back and go, oh my gosh, like I'm still just baking with my kid and letting them dump stuff into a bowl. But, but they're six and seven and eight. Like they're in elementary school. They can, they can read now. They can do all sorts of things that they couldn't do when they were three and four. It's time to up the game. So we do a lot of, we do a lot of measuring as far as how to get things really flat. Um, And I have a fun way of talking about measuring spoons and cups. We make them a family. We call them daddy, mommy, kid, and baby. And in that way, even kids who don't recognize their numerals yet or have no idea what a fraction is, like a half teaspoon. You know, if I said, John, my four-year-old, can you get a half teaspoon for mommy? He's like, "Mm, nope, (laughs) can't do it. But if I say, can you get the mommy, or a half teaspoon's a kid? I say, get the kid, get the teaspoon that's the kid. Like, he can get it out of the drawer. He can choose the right one. You know, and if he has the salt there, he knows how to measure the salt completely flat. That's like so many steps that most four-year-olds can't do. And it's because we brought it down to this really kid-friendly level and kid-friendly language. Um, So that's something that's really fun. Those are, those are kind of the skills we do at the little kid level. And then at, at every age, you know, you can up your game. So once kids are in early elementary school and they're readers, you do a little more work on teaching them how to measure well, how to measure flat. And then we teach the skill of reading a recipe because reading a recipe is actually a skill. Like even a lot of adults they'll they'll make a dish, they'll make a recipe and they mess it up and they're like, "What in the world? This is a bad recipe." When often it's because they didn't read the recipe correctly. You know, they didn't get everything out correctly or they didn't soften the butter or they didn't cut things right or whatever. Like so there's a lot of strategy to reading and following a recipe well and making sure that everything gets prepared and measured and in the bowl in the proper order and whatever Um, so we do a lot with reading a recipe and by by age six or seven I expect kids to be able to follow a recipe and make pancakes or muffins all by themselves Um, because we've built all the other foundations that they'll need for that skill and we also do introduce sharp knives at that level not the big chef knife but the peering knife um, and kind of an all-purpose utility knife and we use long straight somewhat soft fruits and vegetables. And that's important. You don't want to give a child something hard like a carrot or something round like an onion or a pepper for their first time because that it's going to set them up for failure. It's going to be rolling away or it's going to be too solid for their strength, you know, to cut through. So it's really important to match the food you're using with the child's ability. So we, you know, we're really careful to use things that are easy to cut that aren't going to roll away. And that they can do, you know, even like a cucumber. A cucumber is about as hard as, like, solid-wise as you want to get for that age because they just, they're, then, then it becomes unsafe. If they're trying to power through a carrot, it's too, it's too risky for the knife to go sideways. Um, so that's really important. And also, at that age, early elementary, we get them at the stove and we teach stove safety. And then they can do things like cooking rice um, and flipping pancakes and browning ground beef. And then at my upper level kids, once they're you know once you have all those skills in place and your child's mature enough, so this the upper level is a huge range. I would say starting at about eight, but some kids might not be ready till ten or eleven or twelve, depending on their personality and their you know amount of self control. Um, at that level, then we do the big chef's knife. We do a ton of cutting. Like half half of the class actually at the advanced level is is just learning that knife and cutting. And then we do a little bit more advanced stuff at the stove as well. We do the sauteing and steaming vegetables. Um, We do oven safety because I don't, I'm not comfortable with kids who are too short or too weak getting in the oven. I think that's just too risky. So I wait until at least eight to teach, you know, how to put things in and out of the oven. So now you can actually finish your muffin recipe without needing the adult at all. Um, Paul hates that. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna make me get stuff out of the oven again?" I'm like, "Yeah, buddy. You gotta, you gotta practice this skill until you feel confident." But he's so, he's good at it. He's super safe, but he hates it every time. And so I'm like, "Well, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> you still have to, you still have to do this so that you get better at it." Um, but by that age, so by you know by eight or so, eight to ten, they're uh, they're able to make entire meals because they have all of those skills that they've built up. Over the years. Um, And if you, I mean, if you have an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old and you haven't taught them any skills, that doesn't mean that you're like behind by any means. Oh my goodness. Um, You just, you just start at the beginning and you have to make sure that they have each foundational skill before you teach the the whole thing. Like you wouldn't throw a 10-year-old with no experience and say, here, here's our muffin recipe, you know, make it or whatever. There's so many steps. And that's part of what I've tried to do for parents is really break it down so that you don't have to do the thinking. I've done all the thinking already, lots and lots of thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's actually, I was surprised how helpful it was because my kids have helped in the kitchen to some degree, they're pretty much their whole lives. Mm -hmm. But right now we have a two-month-old baby. And so because my older two and sometimes the older three have all these skills, they can actually prepare a meal completely from scratch. So we've incorporated this at breakfast a lot, because that seems to be the time of the morning when the baby wants to nurse and the 2 year olds melting down or whatever it is. There's always stuff in the morning that I'm trying to do. So rather than just resorting to easy breakfast ideas that maybe aren't as nutritious, um, my older kids are making quiche or making you know, whatever the breakfast is at day, omelets, whatever it is, because they know how to do that now. And so it's really awesome to be able to write that down the night before and they know where the ingredients are. And when they wake up, they just go make breakfast and it's incredibly helpful. Like they're actually helping me a ton. That's, I would be much more stressed in the morning if they weren't able to do that. And they love it because like you said, they know they're contributing. They know they're doing something helpful and they're getting to do it on their own, which like you said, with, with your oldest, that's a huge feeling of accomplishment for them.
2: Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I kind of envy the homeschool lifestyle for that reason. The breakfast. like I don't, I can't have my kids make breakfast on school days because they totally miss the bus.
1: Yeah, I think but. it kind of it reverses because since we homeschool, we tend to have more things at night. Like they'll sometimes have their jujitsu class at night, or if it's baseball season, there is a baseball game at night. So we're, we tend to be more busy at night sometimes. So kind of breakfast will become our family meal yeah, when we oh, have to make that nice. switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know some moms may be hearing this, and if they're You know, if they like their kitchen being really clean, like I kind of do, they may be envisioning that kitchen out of the cartoon type idea where it's covered in flour and there's like footsteps of like ingredients all over the floor and like stuff smeared on the windows. Um, Does this happen when you let your kids cook or what's the secret for keeping the kitchen clean?
2: Okay, so I make huge messes in the kitchen, (laughs) which means my standards are a little low. Um, But one thing that we don't have happen is broken eggs all over the counter. Um, and things, I mean, things just being treated irresponsibly. I, my kids are not super great at cleaning up just because that hasn't been the focus, but we're getting there. We're, we're starting to learn that part. Um, but I do, I mean, we just teach care and caution. And so, especially I think a lot of moms get really worried about the egg thing. Like, Oh, I'd love to have my kids crack eggs, but the mess, like, I just can't, I cannot handle the mess and the waste of eggs on the counter. Um, but we're so we're so targeted and careful about how we teach that. So like right now, my John, he's almost five and he's just on the cusp of learning that skill independently because for the last two years of his life, he's had this hand-on-hand guided practice that we do where his hand is on top of mine when I crack eggs anytime we're working together. So he kind of knows by that practice how much pressure to put when you crack the egg and Um, And I tell him to put his thumbs on my thumbnails, you know, the part where you push into the egg and pull apart. So he's had all sorts of practice with that without being in charge of the egg. And, you know, so there's no risk of it making a mess. So the first time that he gets to practice cracking them on his own, it's very unlikely, I think, that we're going to end up with a whole egg on the counter. I know um, my girl, my goodness, when she was five, she could crack a dozen eggs, no problem, no shells, because we'd been because we taught it so um specifically and carefully. So they they will make some messes. I'm not going to say that kids won't have like total messes, but I think I think there's that sense of pride and responsibility in their work that when they know they're doing something real, they're not I don't know, my kids would never smear stuff on windows or like actually be naughty about it. Yes, they're going to spill a little more than an adult, but in the long run it's so worth it. Like we don't you know, you're not you're not going to Unless you're the type of person who just would never have kids because they make a mess. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of what you sign up for, you know, is they're going to be maybe a little bit messier. But I think if you just teach things in a careful way, the messes won't be exorbitant.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's been our experience, too. Mm-hmm. And the few messes that do happen inadvertently, they really, truly haven't been that bad in our kitchen um, because you do build in so many safeguards and process. you, You build in a process with each of those steps. And so I feel like you really do kind of protect against that, even inadvertently in the course.
2: Yeah, I talk about breaking things down into the smallest possible chunk you can. And for adults, sometimes it seems ridiculous because we're, because we're adults, because we know how to do these things. So for us, it's like one step. It's like, I'm going to carry my plate to the dishwasher. That's one thing. But when you're teaching it to a child who knows nothing about the world, you know, or knows nothing about what they're doing, carrying a plate from the table to the dishwasher is like four steps or six steps. And so because we break it down so small on such minute pieces, it does, it definitely creates an atmosphere of care and being careful and, and taking things seriously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um as we kind of wrap up, are there any other advantages that you've noticed from teaching your kids how to cook and then letting them cook? Um or any encouragement that you would offer for parents in starting that process? Absolutely. And it just it comes down to that responsibility.
2: Uh I when I think about what I want for my kids in the long term, you know, I want them to grow up to be responsible adults, to be caring and loving. Um you know, to be service oriented. I want them to be independent and successful in life, right? We, don't, we all want that for our kids. And those are life goals. And I think most of them can have their roots in the kitchen if you do it right. Because obviously responsibility, you know, seeing a meal from start to finish and, and doing all those parts, like it totally fosters responsibility and confidence, absolutely can apply to all areas of life outside of food. And then there's also that element of service, where you're doing a lot of work and it's not all for you. You know, even with your little, little kids and their three, three four and five-year-olds are, are psychologically egotistical and self-centered. But when they're preparing food and serving food for the whole family, it gives them a very unique and rare opportunity to be the, serv- the servant, you know, to do something for someone else instead of everything always being done for them. And I just see so much value in that, in raising humans, right? I'm gonna raise humans who know how to live life. And that's all kind of starting with what we do in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. I love that, and I'll definitely make sure to include a link to your course in the show notes because it's open this week and it's been an amazing resource for our family. And I'd encourage everybody to look um, to check it out. And you even have some amazing short demo videos that are that they can just watch. Um, I believe that the knife skills is one of them, and that is one of my favorites. So I'll make sure that links in the show notes, and I would really encourage people to check that out as well. Good. I love hearing that your kids love that. It's just what's so building
2: up for me. And yes, the knife skills is, it's one of my favorites too. So you can totally see what we do and how we keep kids safe and how we make it kid friendly and fun, but yet safe and serious and responsible
1: absolutely. And hopefully this has encouraged a lot of parents to be open to the idea of letting their children help more in the kitchen. And um, you've, shared, you've shared some great wisdom and some tips and tricks. And um, like I said, I'll make sure all those links are included so that anyone listening, you can check those out at com forward slash podcast. And you'll be joining us again for the next episode with some natural parenting tips. And so please join us again next
0: week for that. And Katie, thanks for being here. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Moms podcast. We hope you'll join us again next week. Don't forget to get your free library of resources by going to wellnessmama.com forward slash podcast. In the show notes of this episode, you'll also find out how to get access to Katie's three video series of Kitchen Skills for Kids and find out more about her Kids Cook Real Food course. Thanks again for listening and have a healthy week.